Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a new podcast series I'm putting out, the Opinion Release Papers. FCPA Opinion Releases are a very useful tool that is baked into the statute, the FCPA itself. You can ask questions to the Department of Justice that are fact-based scenarios about an action your company would like to engage in and get an opinion back. These provide a great source of information for the compliance practitioner, in addition to being useful to the companies that utilize them. Over this series, I'm going to visit opinion releases and mine those for the facts of the presented to the Department of Justice and what the resolution was. In this episode, we discuss opinion release 1003, released in 2010, which deals with foreign government officials as sales agents for your business. It's a fascinating exploration of a difficult topic. 1003. Can you hire a foreign official as your agent? Is a foreign official always a foreign official for the purposes of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act? Can a person be a foreign official yet not under contract for third-party services and therefore legal under the FCPA? After all, the FCPA does not prohibit business relations or even payments to foreign officials that there must be evidence of corrupt intent. Put another way, while such a scenario is certainly high risk under the FCPA, just because it is high risk does not mean it cannot be accomplished. It simply means the risk management must be higher. This problem was laid out in Opinion Release 1003. Background. This case involved the requester, who was only identified as a U.S. limited partnership, which was in the natural resources trading and infrastructure business, both certainly recognized as high-risk industries under the FCPA. The requester wanted to pursue a natural resources infrastructure project using a novel approach for the product development. Because of this novel approach, the requester, quote, and the market is dominated by a consortium of established companies, the requester determined that it required assistance in entering the discussions with foreign government, end quote. This help was going to come in the form of a third-party consultant who, while a U.S. citizen, held contracts to represent the foreign government in question, market on behalf of the foreign government's Ministry of Finance, and to lobby on behalf of the foreign government in the United States. Most significantly, the consultant had represented ministries of the foreign government that will be able to play a role in discussion of the requester's initiative. The consultant would also be paid a signing bonus if the contract was executed, but the bulk of the payment by the requester to the consultant under the contract would come in the form of a success fee should the consultant's efforts result in the foreign government entering into a business relationship with the requester. What were the requester's representations? Clearly, there are red flags identified in this fact scenario. First, the consultant, by virtue of its representation of the foreign government, would be a foreign official for the purposes of the FCPA. Second, the consultant had consulting contracts with and did work directly for one or more of the foreign agencies which would consider the requester's approval. Third is the payment arrangement, which included a large success fee if the contract was signed. But once again, simply because something is high risk does not mean you cannot or even should not do it. It simply means the risk management of the endeavor must be correspondingly robust. 
To that end, the requester made the following representations. The owner of the consultant will cease to lobby on behalf of the foreign government, although the employees of the consultant could continue to represent the foreign government in the United States. A Chinese wall would separate those lobbying interests for the foreign government, which will be walled off from those working on the representation of the requester. Neither the consultant nor its company would take on additional representation of the foreign government during the duration of the consultancy. The consultant did not and would not have any decision-making authority on behalf of the foreign government. Under local law, the consultant was not an employee or otherwise an official of the foreign government. The requester had secured a local opinion stating it was permissible for the consultant to represent both the foreign government and the requester at the same time. The proposed contract that, that the consultant had confirmed that none of its employees were foreign officials and that no employee or official associated will become a foreign official during the term of the agreement. The contract between the requester and the consultant was disclosed to the Ministry of Finance of the foreign government. Pre-approval by the requester would be required before the consultant would engage in any actions with respect to foreign government officials. The consultant committed that he would not represent nor have any additional business relationship with the foreign government in connection with the project. And finally, the consultant would not communicate with the foreign government in any respect outside the scope of the services they were providing to the requester, with the exception of those communications directly related to the ongoing representation of the foreign government, which had been previously disclosed. DOJ discussion. The Department of Justice began its analysis by noting, quote, It has in the past considered proposed business arrangements with individuals who act on behalf of foreign governments under the opinion release procedure. Notably, the FCPA does not per se prohibit business relationships with or payments to foreign officials. In such cases, the department typically looks to determine whether there is any indicia of corrupt intent, whether the arrangement is transparent to the foreign government and the general public, and whether the arrangement is in conformity with local law, and whether there are safeguards to prevent the foreign official from improperly using his or her position to steer business to or otherwise assist the company, for example, through a policy of recusal. Discussion. Here the consultant was clearly an agent of the foreign government, as there were situations where he was acting on behalf of the foreign government, even if he was a U.S. citizen. However, for the purposes of the consulting contract with the requester, the consultant was not acting on behalf of the foreign government and therefore is not a foreign official under the definition of the FCPA. Yet there were other protections which were critical to the Department of Justice coming to this conclusion. Number one, the consultant walled off from work his company did on behalf of the foreign government there was full disclosure to, uh, of the relationships to the relevant foreign government agencies. The relationship, excuse me, the r- arrangement was permissible under local law, and there was a local law firm opinion to back up this assertion. And finally, the consulting contract had contractual protection in place to fur- limit further representation of the foreign government by the consultant. Because the opinion release turned on the issue of the fo- consultant's status as a foreign official, the Department of Justice did not offer any opinion on the payment arrangements. This opinion release clearly shows that you can bring in someone who is a foreign government official under the FCPA as an agent, yet you must take appropriate risk management tactics and strategies. Simply because something is high risk does not mean you cannot do it. It simply means that your risk management must be higher. This is a prime example of this found in this opinion release. 
Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Opinion Release Papers. I hope you'll join me again for another episode. If you have any questions on the information presented in this episode of the Opinion Release Papers, please give me a shout at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. The Opinion Release Papers is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.